0: It's five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. We will, we will rock you. <laughs> hit the door and hit the
1: road. 94.3 The Game is gonna get you home, and the P-Man's not
2: holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on ninety-four-three, The Game. Holy mackerel!
1: Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates.
3: Carly. Carly. Yeah. All I do is win, we no matter what Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody has go up And they stay there, and they say yeah, and they say there
1: You see the picture I sent you, Ben?
2: Did you just send this? Is this a nude? New- uh,
1: a little, uh, 30 minutes ago, maybe. Was
2: it bowl pro- tra-
1: projections? No, 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 it wasn't bowl project. Maybe I didn't send it to you. Oh, okay, oh, there, there we is. go. Oh, look at that feller. How rude of him. Not a fan of uh, the commentary. I guess not. I see uh, ECU football. I do not see basketball, Ben. Just... Little, uh little maintenance uh, here, a little inside baseball lingo between the uh, host of the uh, show and the uh, superstar producer of the uh, program. Uh, it is the Patrick Johnson Show. After the basketball beat for a couple days, Ben B. Baby Byram is uh, producing the show. After a great couple jobs of filling in, do appreciate it. Women's hoops to open the season with a victory on Monday. Pirate uh, basketball with uh, quite a comeback last night. We'll get into some of that. Uh, Good win other than just, hey, they came back. It's kind of how they came back and who led them in the comeback that I thought was.
2: uh, We're just winners. It was really
1: good. Uh, Ben Byron, by the way, producing today's uh, program. Uh, Mississippi. Hey, Ben, go long. The uh, show today. Were you at the Q dinner or was that, that was a whole other thing, wasn't it?
2: No, I don't know what was going on there. I mean, yeah, apparently they no, thought it was so. a ghost town or something and there was nothing to do. Guess they forgot it was a basketball game going on. <laughs> I love, I, I know how to push your buttons. It just, it, 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 it
1: makes it's me just chuckle. silly. It's just, <sighs> it's, it makes me chuckle. It really does. A uh, good student turnout last night. Shout out. Uh, speaking of which in a way, Ben shout out. To our our uh, Minji's Maniacs friends, love the Twitter page. Uh, yeah, I love the Twitter page. And uh, seventeen hundred eighty eight students came out last night, and they were loud. it was a good crowd. I was. It was good that there there was a lot of enthusiasm in the building last night. Now they sat on. They had a, didn't have a lot to cheer for in the first half. Kind of sat on their hands, but. They they got it cranked up, which was a, a good thing. Was well, it
2: was, uh, it was uh, evident in the TV broadcast and through the radio broadcast? You can hear them, and then you could see the. It was a good turnout on TV. It looked good, so mm-hmm. that's definitely mm-hmm. great to see in this new era under Mike Schwartz. He yeah, it's been the, an emphasis only... for him that he wants to you know build a fan base for Pirate basketball. Yeah.
1: Only thing uh, I wish they would change this. There's got to be a way to do this a little differently. I'm not sure if students over there is the answer. It's probably not but they've got to figure out a way to with that area behind the visiting bench to to let people into that area.
2: Yeah, it's- because it,
1: ain't nobody showing up for the visitor. I mean, you might on some of this non-con regional stuff depending on who you're playing, but you know, by and large so and, and look, you go somewhere like Memphis and you're the visiting team, you've got two rows, right? And then if you have any other fans, you're in a different part of the arena.
2: And that That's in the FedEx Forum. That's like a major league arena. Right. I mean, they have plenty but of I, seats.
1: Right. But I'm just saying it's not like the, the visiting team and a lot of these other barns are getting primo seats. Yeah, they're not getting a lot of love. Why are we doing so, it? So put them on – put, you know – Carve out a little area there, and and either put the rest of them in the corner, of the lower part, or or put them up upstairs. I mean, I, I you know, put them in front of the media. Why not?
2: I believe there's not a bad seat in Minji's
1: cost. No, no, there's Mindy's not. not. Yeah. That's the other part. It's not like it's. So I mean, that's that's what they should do. By the way, Ben, we're two for two on spilled drinks this year uh, oh, along the uh, front row. I remember um, that.
2: Yes, there was
1: happened in the women's game on Monday. Happened last night and. Uh same spot roughly. I don't think it was the same folks, but the same spot. Maybe
2: it's so. good luck. Maybe it's a tradition moving forward.
1: Could be. Somebody uh somebody spill somebody spill your drink. Well, somebody was bleeding wife, before that. My wife, do you have your show here on the Always Anonymous text line? Uh yes. Here we go. <laughs> uh <laughs> There's no other way to answer. This.
2: Thanks, person.
1: Yeah. Uh AAC Releasing their four-year football scheduling model today for conference games, which uh, begins with the new members in 2023 and goes through 2026 football seasons. Uh, 23 season will be the first for the American with 14 football-playing institutions. Reading from the press release, beginning in 2023, the conference will welcome new members Charlotte, Florida, Atlantic, North Texas, Rice, UTSA, and UAB. Uh, let's see here. The four-year scheduling format will include eight conference contests, four home, four away, for each team in each season. Every member will face the other thirteen teams at least once, at home and on the road during the four-year cycle. ECU and Charlotte are scheduled to play one another every year during the four-year time frame, alternating home and away beginning in 2023.
2: I'm fine with that. Ben, are you fine with that? The ECU-Charlotte rivalry they're trying to get going?
1: See, there you go. There's Ben with some of his snarky commentary. They're trying (laughs) to get going.
2: Are you just Ben, how are you going to have a rivalry if you don't play one another regularly? That's true, yeah. Uh, It's just a matter of how invested people get in it. And I don't mean that on the pirate side, I mean that more so in the 49ers side. Is that an invested fan base well, when it comes to football? They've got some football problems right now. They've yeah. got some major football
1: That's an They've got some athletic They've got some athletic department problems. And I don't mean that it's, you know, individuals are problems. I mean they they've got some budgetary things they've got to get figured out. Uh I, I'm. I mean, their football stadium. I'm sure is nice, but it's just not very big. I'm not terribly sure. Uh, the Halton Arena doesn't need a facelift if it, it may have been given one. I mean, it's it's fine for what it is, but you know, it it, it probably is going to need a little a little bit of an upgrade if it hasn't been given one at least since the last time I was in it. Uh, ECU will host Charlotte, SMU, Tulane, Tulsa at Doughty Ficklin Stadium next fall, while traveling to Florida Atlantic, Navy, Rice, and UTSA. Specific dates for those matchups will be announced in early February in conjunction with the league's annual full schedule release. In 2024, the Pirates will have North Texas, Memphis, Florida Atlantic, and Temple at home, and then. SMU, UAB, Florida, South Florida, excuse me, and Charlotte on the road. So the Pirates won't play South Florida next year. That's interesting. They're gonna have a new coach. It's they'll be John uh,
2: Gruden. They'll, they'll
1: <laughs> play again at twenty four. Yeah, I've seen some of that. Ah, uh, two thousand twenty five. Pirates have UAB, South Florida, Navy, and Charlotte at home, away. Rice, Tulane, Florida Atlantic, Temple. Twenty six. SMU, UTSA, Rice, Tulane, home. Away in twenty six, Tulsa, North Texas, Memphis, and Charlotte. I'll say this, um, and, and I get what you're saying uh, about you know that that's that's the hopes of what happens with Charlotte and ECU is that there will be a a conference rivalry kind of established.
2: That, that's, what, I think that, that's what it seems they're trying to do with the every year type of deal. That might be more of a regional you know scheduling type well, deal to save money, but yeah, yeah.
1: I, that's part of it. You know what? I don't mind the kind of rotating different people. I think that's fairly equitable. I'm guessing because I'm reading the ECU version of this release. I'm not sports and hard enough. I didn't read the conference version of it, but I'm assuming that's kind of what they're doing for the other. Can you check on that Ben and make sure that that's the case that everybody has a point. Yeah. Just confirm. I I would assume that they're just not saying ECU Charlotte, you're playing each other every year and everybody else is Katie barred the door. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing. And I, I'm just thinking, well, team A and team B are going to play each other every year on on everybody else's schedule and rotate it. But I I don't mind. I think it keeps it a little fresh, gives it a different look. Now, you know, you might catch a that bad break year where somebody plays one another at the end of
2: November and they're the best two teams and then they turn around and play the next week. So, yes, they have six matchups that will be played annually in this uh, in this cycle. Uh, North Texas, SMU, UAB, Memphis, Rice, whoa, Texas. Whoa, whoa, Arizona, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Slow it down there. Ace. Okay. All right. I want to, I want to, I want to, You want to yeah, savor, right. savor it.
2: Yeah. You want to so savor it.
1: I want to savor it. Yes.
2: Start that list again. You actually want to taste it. the barbecue at the barbecue dinner. <laughs> <laughs> You're not rushing to yes. eat it. It gets to the basketball. Right. right. No, 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 no. Somebody you out to, on it.
1: Right. I wanted to sit, I want to sit back and enjoy it and, and, uh, probably not. Pay a dime for it. um Give me an idea uh, again of the rivalries. Read them off to me. Again. So we got but slowly,
2: please. North Texas and SMU makes sense. They're both in the Dallas Metro. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. UAB Memphis. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Rice Texas San Antonio.
1: Yeah, I, I mean that's kind of what you're looking at there. Uh, I, I would have maybe suggested uh, Tulsa. And rice, yeah, but uh, I get it, you know, Texas, San Antonio, and rice, you know, yeah, not it makes sense, obviously, in the same state. Go ahead,
2: Florida, Atlantic, South Florida, well of course, mm-hmm. Navy Temple.
1: Um, say that again,
2: Navy, Navy Temple, Navy Temple, okay. Makes sense. I no, mean, I, they're the northernmost teams. They're kinda of up there in the northeast. Yeah,
1: no, so. no. I mean it's all it's all geographically bad. yeah. I, I kinda like the way the conference is setting it up. I think it's gonna be, you know, it's unique. It gives you gives everybody a little bit of a flavor to, to play, it gives everybody a look in that period at one another. I, I think that's good.
2: It's a chance to build something. Build some tradition moving forward with this new look conference, possibly.
1: Well, I just I think you know, how many times do you hear our friends with uh, Mu Moo Yu? complain about uh you know divisional play and how the coastal is weaker than the Atlantic and they're going away from you know divisional play in, in the ACC for example yep um I mean really the big game of the year comes down to in the big Ten what are they the the, the majors in the Madness division what are their what are they what do they call their divisions the the, the winners
2: and the in the, Winter, in, the, in the Big Ten, yeah. Oh, this is such a Philip question. He could tell you the history about. No, it he'd be everything. all over this.
1: He'd, he'd be all over this.
2: But, it well, let's
1: just say for lack of a of me knowing that that it's the East and West. I mean, you know, the the Michigan Ohio State division is always the, the the winners. Always Ohio State, occasionally Michigan, but mainly Ohio State. And then it's a rotating group from the other. It's like legends and. I'm seeing East something and the West
2: else. on their website.
1: Okay. They originally named it something else, but let's just say East. My point is the West is a rotation usually because there's, yep. there's not that one dominant team in the ACC. The, everybody in the Coastal's had a shot to play for the ACC title, and they've gotten beat because it was either Florida State or Clemson. But everybody in that Coastal has played at one time in a, what is it, six, seven year run, ever how many are in there. So, yeah, I, I get if you're not going to, I'm going to, Take the division winners and put them in the championship game, which is no longer in vogue. Uh, then I, I, I it's fine if you're not playing divisions. It's football. It's not like you're having to travel. You know, uh, travel is what it is, right? It's not. It's not like basketball or these other sports. I don't mind it. As you're trying to build things up, it gives everybody a little bit of exposure to to the places. I. I it's not a bad deal. I like it.
2: Not not a bad move by the conference at all. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Save some uh, money pirate. for a lot of these programs on a yep. travel a little bit. So
1: well, yeah, and I mean that's that, that deal with Charlotte and ECU for example. I mean, everything everybody seems to have a bus. You know, game. I'm not sure Birmingham to Memphis will be a game that'll be bus, but everybody else can kind of bust those. So,
2: so I, I got like. a statement from a Rusco real quick. Yeah. Um, the reason why he did that scheduling model with these rivalries or these this cycle you see every single year in these annually played games, he says it reestablishes some longstanding geographic rivalries and provides a foundation for new rivalries to develop. So, that's yeah, we're pretty much right on par with that. There you go. So not bad. I, Of course, I mean, there's some people who are complaining because people just love to complain. Here's, but Here's another good point he brought up that I didn't even yeah. think about. We didn't think about. He said uh, mm-hmm. it provides all these teams with annual access to the state of Texas. So I guess every team each year gets a Texas gets team Gets a to chance to play in Texas. And, yeah. it, and okay. it's for recruiting because, you know, it, Texas is a great recruiting area. He's, he made the point that it allows every team in the conference to be able to recruit out there in Texas when they play games out there you know, invite recruits to the games and whatnot. So I think, well, I, and, yeah. And and if you're the Pirates, the first three years of it, you go to Florida on yeah, once. Another great recruiting area. So I yeah. mean, that's a factor I didn't even think about. That's very smart. I'm... Good on well, the commissioner. Rez,
1: Mike, Mike Oresko is a smart guy. We need to get the commissioner on here uh, soon. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll get into some of the uh, thoughts and sounds from uh, football and uh, thoughts and sounds. From uh, basketball, uh, let's do caller uh, three two five two five six one game. If you call in, uh, you'll win a family four pack of tickets to ECU versus Presbyterian, the Blue Hose, on Saturday. ECU, what? ECU Presbyterian. Yeah, the Blue Hose. What? Uh, Pirates will be uh, will be uh, taking them on four o'clock we'll have coverage beginning that day at 3 I believe and uh anyway we'll uh, we'll give you a family four pack of tickets to that uh, plus a gift card to Chico's Mexican restaurant 252-561-game 252-561-4263 caller 3 you'll be a winner We got ECU and uh, Cincinnati on uh, Saturday night. And uh, the Pirates are, uh, excuse me, Friday night, Friday night, Friday night. Uh, Pirates will uh, take on uh, the Bearcats trying to snap their uh, impressive 31-game home uh, win streak. Pirates still have a lot to play for, obviously, in the American Uh, We'll have coverage beginning at 5 o'clock right here on 94.3 The Game. So tune in at this time, and we'll have our Bushlight Pirate game day countdown for you right here on the uh, flagship for the ECU Pirates. Uh, Also, a programming note, we're going to be bringing you uh, Rose football tomorrow because of uh, this tropical storm. Nicole, uh, everybody moved uh, their games practically off of Friday night. Well, not everybody, but a good amount did. And uh, the uh, Rose game is one of them. So uh, they're playing 71st out of Fayetteville on the road on Thursday. We'll have uh, that game for you at uh, 730 here on 94.3, the game. Uh, winner of our uh, four-pack of tickets and uh, our um, Chico's Mexican restaurant gift card is the great UPS Joe, who's uh, on the uh, phone with us uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show. How are you, my friend? Hey, Patrick, how are you doing today? I'm great. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Yep, I hope I'm you're glad doing to be well. With you,
3: I, I I don't know if you know it or not, but I was named president of the Patrick Johnson Fan Club. I don't know if you ah. know that or not.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a uh, it, it, it's a robust group, from what I understand. So
3: absolutely, uh, I, it sure is.
1: You're uh, you're a good man. Uh, you're you're retired now, aren't you? Uh, you I am. Go, I yeah.
3: retired a little over two years ago, and. Sat home for a couple months and I did not enjoy that. So now <laughs> I've went to work for Fuse Tire. And, uh, oh, did you really? A great company. I sure did. Yeah, I've been there okay. for about two years now, and um, okay. like I said, they're a great family and a great company.
1: Well, good. That's awesome. Good for you. Did you get a chance uh, to go out to the game last night or watch the game in basketball?
3: I did not, but I did listen to and it, okay, and okay. Good. We got down early and. It not only did yeah. it sound like it was an exciting game but the fans sounded like they
1: were really into it yeah they they really got into it the second half of course CCU didn't give them a whole lot to get into in the first half but they really did in the second half so they uh the fans got fired up and, and got uh, cranked up there so that was that was good glad you listened and uh what do you think Friday pirates and uh pirates and bearcats boy it'd be nice to sit Cincinnati off to the Big Twelve with a, a loss and snap oh, their home yeah. streak. Right, I'm
3: I'm going Pirates 24-21. Okay, and 21. like the previous game, we're going Cincinnati to the Big Twelve with a loss.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. I like that. I like that. Let me. I, I was talking to the Big Guy last night, the great Matt Maloney, before the basketball game, and uh, Matt came up to me before the UCF game. And said, "We're going to win this game, big guy." And I, I thought, and I thought, well, you know, this is not just normal uh, rah-rah from Matt. He seems very convinced. So, um, and and look, I we don't hate, but I, I'm not a big fan of UCF. So I was kind of glad. I don't mind Cincinnati so much, but you know, I know they're they're a cocky bunch, but rightfully so. So it'd be good to send yeah. them off and, and do that. Yeah. Hey, look, Pirates yeah. are in a great spot. If uh, they're in a great spot anyway, I think, but uh, they'll be in a really yeah. great spot if they win. So.
3: Well, well you know the old saying, to be the best, you've got to beat the best. And I think that's what we'll do Friday night.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, pop pop down there before the game if you get there early enough Saturday and say hi. It'd be good to see you in person. Okay. So. I'll do it. All right. Good to see you, you, Patrick. Yeah, good to talk to you. Thank you for the kind words, UPS Joe. Thanks a lot. You're, you're welcome. It. Bye-bye. Yep, there he goes, the great UPS Joe.
2: Apparently you got uh, a fan ben... club.
1: Oh, no, UPS Joe's one of the good guys. He's just one of the really, really good guys. Known him a long time.
2: Yeah, I got a fan club. No big deal, you know.
1: <laughs> Look, I, the only person that cares you're on the radio is your mom. And uh, yeah. by the way, I had lunch with my mom today, Ben. She uh, we went to Fifth Street uh, Hardware, and uh, she uh, she's doing all right. That's good. She's doing That's good. All to right. hear. She's recovering from her. She's convalescing from her surgery. Getting ready to go down to the beach, maybe. maybe. Oh, there you go. Yeah, tough assignment.
2: Tough assignment. She's not going to be lighting any mouth cannons, is she? No. No. No, I, I, I hope not. I hope not. All right.
1: Uh, let's uh, get to today's pirate report.
2: And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Mouth cannons. What uh, else are they called? Stogies?
1: Yeah, I mean, stogies are...
2: I like mouth cannons.
1: Uh, why don't we roll out a couple of um, couple of cuts here from basketball last night. Can we do that, Ben? Let's do it. Yeah, this is uh, Mike Swartz giving his opening statement following uh, the first win as a head coach. Obviously
4: uh, excited for us to get this first win. I mean, really, really happy and proud. Proud of the guys and the grit and the resiliency they showed tonight, and uh, obviously was not a uh, a lot of things we got to be better. There's a lot of areas we have to be better, but very proud of of the grit and the resiliency that our group showed. Um, Brandon was fantastic, uh, I thought for the entire game. Javon, very very strong second half that we really needed, and key part in the game in our opinion was the end of the first half. When we finally were able to get our defensive pressure to the point where it created some offense for us, it it gave us some momentum going into halftime. I think we were down eight at halftime, and then in the second half, you know, we just kind of chipped away, chipped away, and um, you know, wish we could make some free throws at the end. It wouldn't have made it, obviously, taking it to the last few seconds of the game. But uh, so much respect for Coach Gary Mercer's program, their players. I think they're just an extremely well-coached team, and. We were fortunate, and a a big reason was what we just talked about, but also this crowd here in Minji's I thought was incredible, and they they were the difference, and just very uh, grateful for that.
1: All right, Mike Swartz uh, also talking about uh, in this uh, game that uh, some praise heaped on the players that stepped up in the closing seconds, cut 12 of the vast soundbite roster.
4: I think that's a great point, and and we did talk about that in the locker room. I mean, you you know – you know, I think this team is, is so excited we won, and I think you could feel it in that locker room. But I don't think there's any doubt that Ezra would have loved to have played more or, or Quentin would have loved to have played better. But the fact that you could stay engaged and come in and make two of the biggest plays of the game, that's, that, that says a lot. And I'm really proud of Quentin for that and proud of Ezra. Ezra's a freshman. Quentin has never been in a situation in college where he – had a role or an expectation from his team and coaching staff to play heavy minutes, and he really impacted the game on defense throughout the game. It just didn't happen for him on offense, but he made two pretty big free throws that we needed.
1: Pirate uh, guards were really, really good down the stretch. They were, uh, and, and it's a guards game, and they were, they were good. Javon were small. Good down the stretch. goodness. Yeah, no, he was fantastic. Uh, this is Brandon Johnson cut twenty on uh, having. Uh, on just being aggressive and hunting a shot.
5: I've been working on my shot since the spring. Uh Coach Riley Davis has been helping me and every time I touch it and I, I'm open, they tell me to shoot it. And if they don't, like
3: Javon will yell at me too. Uh
1: let's see here. This is uh Javon Small who had that dunk out of the corner that really kind of got the pirates going, got it down to single digits and then he uh went from there. So Javon Small on the 6-0 spurt at the end of the first half that got the Pirates back in it.
4: We have a terminology, uh, it's called a sack, so it's like three stops in a row. So we just felt like if we can get those three stops, which we did, then, you know, we can score the ball in transition.
1: And uh, the Jordan number here on our vast soundbite roster, uh, Javon Small says he was confident in the entire game.
4: My confidence was always there since the first half. I just didn't get, you know, uh, a lot of great looks the first half. So, you know, I feel like the team knows, like if I get a good look or I can make a great play, you know, they'll be fine with that. So that's
1: all it is. My confidence was always there. To Pirate football. Now, Mike Houston, uh, and the pirates coming off their, uh, first and only by week of the season, but this is a uh, coach, uh, saying that the team is feeling fresh for the upcoming game at Cincinnati on Friday night. Number 26.
5: Oh yeah. I mean, no doubt. I mean, our legs, you know, a little bit faster. Uh, certainly, uh, I, I just think the energy level has been really, really good this week. Uh, focus has been very good. Uh, I thought we executed very well today. So, uh, you know, that's, and now the ne- next thing is just building that mindset and uh, mental prep uh, for
1: Friday. Here's number 29 uh, where Coach Houston talks about uh, the Cincinnati uh, ECU-Cincinnati games in recent times
5: we've had a, a couple of highly contested games and one blowout but uh you know it's uh they've been the best team in the league since i you know came into the league so uh you know until uh until we win one of those i don't know how much uh i don't know i don't, I don't know you mentioned that winning streak of
3: it.
1: all right that is today's pirate report uh ben will have more for you tomorrow uh, from, uh, today's, uh, audio as, uh, he'll bring you, uh, he'll bring you, uh, tomorrow's edition of the Patrick Johnson show. I have another one of the uh, basketball assignments. So, uh, there you go. All right. Uh, right now, Ben has an update and then we'll, uh, turn our attention to, uh, our pal, Brian Mull, a little more, uh, hoops talk with him coming up after, uh, the opening night on Monday of uh, college basketball, get his thoughts on last night's pirate win. Here is uh, Ben Byram in the interim now with the 94.3 The Game Sports Flash Update.
2: Pirate football coming off a of bye week and getting ready for a huge matchup on the road against the Cincinnati Bearcats. If ECU wins Friday's game and the UCF Knights fall to two lane, the Pirates will improve to second place in the conference standings and will have to win out their season to make the AAC Conference Championship. It's easier said than done, though, as Cincinnati currently has a 31-game winning streak on their home turf. Pirate football head coach Mike Houston yesterday says that the Pirates are feeling fresh and rejuvenated heading into this big-time matchup coming off the bye week.
5: Oh yeah. No doubt.
2: uh, Legs, a little little, little, little bit faster,
5: Uh, certainly, uh, I I think the energy level has been really, really good this week. Uh, Focus has been very good. Uh, I thought we executed very well today, so, uh, you know, and now the next next thing is just building that mindset and uh, mental prep uh, for Friday.
2: Bearcats head coach Luke Fickle also spoke to the media yesterday. He believes the Pirates have a lot of momentum heading into Cincinnati. They've won the close
5: games, they've
1: won in overtime. I mean game one with NC State, I mean that's his, I mean that could have gone either direction at any point in time and uh, obviously that's a really good football team as well. Um, So I think that the the thing that you're seeing now is they're they're winning those games at the end and uh, you know from
5: the two overtime wins and and momentum is a big deal.
2: Pirates Bearcats kicks off Friday night at 8 o'clock. We'll bring you live and local pregame coverage of our Bushlight Pirate Game Day countdown, three hours before kickoff from 5 to 7 with Patrick Johnson and ECU football legend Terrence Copper. The American Athletic Conference releasing football schedules for their next three seasons. The ECU and Charlotte are set to play each other every year with the current scheduling. The Pirates will host SMU Charlotte Tulane and Tulsa and conference play next year while traveling the Florida Atlantic Navy Rice and Texas San Antonio. Pirate basketball got the season off to a great start last night in the opener against Mercer in a crowd of 40, 4,610 Pirate fans. ECU claimed that one over the Bears 77-75. Pirate forward Brandon Johnson led all scores with 24.7 rebounds and 3 assists. And guard Javon Small, the star of the second half, finished with 23 points, 3 rebounds and 5 assists. ECU basketball head coach Mike Schwartz in the postgame was pleased with the crowd and the
4: turnout following the game. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was everything I've dreamt about, everything I've thought about. I think we can have the most special home court environment in this conference and one of the most special in, in the country. Uh, the fans were fantastic, and you know what? The, the truth be known, we don't win the game without the fans.
2: Pirate Hoops are back in action Saturday at 4 o'clock as they host the Presbyterian Blue Hoses. Short staying busy in recruiting, he's officially signed a 6'11 center from the Congo, seer Malonga, For the 2023 class today, Kim McNeil and Pirate Women's Basketball also made some recruiting moves, signing forward Jaden Cook from Richmond, guard Karina Gordon from Florida, and guard Kaya Miller from Woodbridge, Virginia. And the Carolina Panthers getting ready for their Thursday night matchup against the Atlanta Falcons, the interim head coach Steve Wilkes choosing to stick with quarterback PJ Walker as the starter for that game. The Current injury report has Falcons cornerback AJ Terrell ruled out. Panthers running back Chuba Hubbard, corner Dante Jackson, tackle Taylor Moton. And defensive tackle Matt Ioannidis, all listed as questionable. That's going to do it for your ninety-four through the game sports update. I'm Ben Barham. This ninety-four through the game sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard an NIL Initiative, directly supporting Pirate student athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to TeamBoneyard.org. On the other side, of this quick timeout, we hear from Brian Mulf all the latest from college basketball right here on the Patrick Johnson Show.
1: CollegeInsider.com, also the uh, Blue Ribbon uh pregame or preseason uh book that is out. Well I get my hard copy, Mole. Any word on that? You're good enough to help me out on the digital deal, so
0: I uh I understand they've been shipped. I think there was a okay. little hold up at the at the printer. A little unfortunate, but yeah. uh I'd right. those headed your way within a week.
1: I hope so. I hope so.
0: You're busy uh Brian man. you need you need the information.
1: I need the information. Exactly. I need the information. Uh, Brian Mull on with us. Uh, We'll talk to him throughout the year, talking college uh, basketball. Uh, So, hey, Brian, um, I know Rome wasn't built in a day, but when you've got as much talent as as North Carolina, right? I mean, you, you can't be horsing around with UNC Wonderful, right? I mean... But I mean, come on, Rome wasn't built in the day. You're, 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 supposed to, this is, this is going to challenge the, uh, those UCLA teams from what I understand this year at Chapel Hill.
0: Not the greatest start <laughs> in Chapel Hill. I think uh, pretty uninspiring uh, performance on the offensive end uh, UNCW's defense. They were the more physical team, even though they were a little smaller and uh, they really took Carolina out of any type of transition game controlled the tempo played it played at a slower pace you know to to give themselves a chance UNCW and uh you know UNC is going to have to adjust this is an offense that last year one of the key pieces was Brady Manic and his ability to stretch the floor as a four-man open up the lane for drives for Love and Davis as well as Baycott to operate one-on-one down there and uh, it's just a little different offensive scheme. It'll take them some time to work out the kinks. Okay.
1: Look, uh, Pirates have UNCW this year, and that's going to be tough, however you slice it. But uh, uh, Seahawks have got a good team too. I mean, let's not let's not overlook that here right now. I mean, uh, Coach Siddle down there has done a fantastic job.
0: Yeah, he has a nice lineup, nice roster, some depth. A little bit more size than, than last year. Maybe not quite as offensively uh, cohesive at this point, but they're really defending in the, both their exhibition game and even in one of their scrimmages. Uh, and off to a good start. They've got a difficult schedule. Their trips to Oklahoma and Yukon here in the short cool. term and yeah. and uh, pretty stout mid-major tournament down in the Bahamas that they're competing in. But uh, all that to get them prepared for what should be a pretty competitive CAA.
1: All right, we've got uh, Brian Moll with us here at BG Moll on Twitter. Following there also uh, does Golf Riding Caddy Network. A little handicapping uh, going into each one of the uh, tournaments uh, this time of year. Is there a beginning of the uh, season wrapping around into the uh, new year? Hey, I want to uh, get your thoughts, too, as uh, Duke, number seven Duke, and John Shire, the John John Shire era underway uh, with – yeah, with a uh, – what impressed me was the fact that the the defense held a, you know, decent Jacksonville roster to 44 points. And in, in talking to some people that watched that game a lot more closely than, than I did, they were impressed with the way Duke defended.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that's been a priority with this team. Uh, Shire felt like he had all the pieces, uh, you know, Guys in the backcourt to pressure the ball. Some pretty, a pretty good core of wings that are interchangeable. And then certainly, uh, this is one of the taller Duke teams in recent uh, memory, with uh, you know three guys in the rotation that are that are six ten plus. So, uh, I think they've made that a priority and figured the offense would come. And certainly, with uh, the top two recruits being out sideline with injuries here during the preseason, uh, it's going to take them a while to find you know carve out roles and and really identify the strengths on the offensive end but uh shire's been around you know he's on national championship team and he's been uh he's been on a coach on some on some duke teams that were obviously very successful and some others that would have been more successful had they defended at a higher level and so uh, i think he's wise to kind of start his his building on that end and I, i think it's a it's an intriguing team uh Kind of a, you know, certainly a lot of young players, but also some veterans who are going to need to play their role, night in and night out. Probably won't be scoring a lot of points, but uh, you know we'll need to come in and 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 at the very least provide 10-15 good minutes every night. Uh, you know, I think it's a team they'll get better as as the year goes on. I think they have tremendous upside, uh, but they'll take some lumps here uh, in the early going, I would imagine.
1: You know, uh, I know the WPN hashtag WPN is excited that they are going to be um, uh, the what is it? I think sixteen in the latest college football uh, playoff poll that that uh, made-for-television uh, event last night. Uh, you know, and and you never know; they could wind up. I mean, but I mean, I, just just pump your brakes, Wolfpack Nation. I don't I don't think you need to be don't think you need to be making plans to be in Texas in both January and March. Right. Uh, what I'm, what I'm getting at there is, yeah, they scored 99 on the uh, hapless governors of Austin. Let's go pee. And, um, I mean, look to Cravey Smith. We, we like him local kid, big night for him. He's a star decided to come back. I hope it works out for him, but, uh, you know, I mean, Keats. They finished uh, dead frickin' last last year. Did the pack, and and I got to think there's a little heat on him this year. And and we and I like Kevin Keats. You and know, I've done his games. I like him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Kevin's one of the true, uh, you know, good men in the profession. Uh, charismatic, genuine. Uh, has not enjoyed the success that I thought he would. To be frank, at NC State, and really, you can tie most of that again recurring theme here to the defensive end they were one of the worst power conference programs in the country on the defensive end last year no no resistance whatsoever Uh, you know no rim protection very little perimeter pressure and uh, that'll be the thing to watch Uh, certainly you know some of these games early on i think they have campbell next they're just they have a a dramatic talent advantage but as they start to get into a little bit of the meat of their non-conference schedule i think it's going to pay close attention to to the defensive intensity uh keats has historically used a, a short rotation even though he kind of wants to play an up-tempo style and sometimes those two things don't job very well but uh you know they're gonna have to defend uh they don't have out of this world offensive talent i think they have a lot of good players and certainly smith is a star all-conference caliber guy but if they don't uh, I mean, I think they were like 260th in defense last year, efficiency, and that's just not uh, even close to being good enough. Uh, They've got to really show a massive improvement on that end before I'm going to believe.
1: Uh, Brian Mull is uh, with us here. Uh, He is a college basketball writer at large, and uh, he, of course, is involved in uh, – several projects involving basketball throughout the year is the Kelvin Sampson article you did, uh, out yet for college insider.
0: Yes. It posted on Monday. Uh, you can find that on college com. I thoroughly enjoyed as we've spoke privately. Uh, I do not know Kelvin. Uh, I've certainly been aware of him. I think I've probably covered one of his games many years ago when he was at Indiana, but, uh, I, I, we spent a half hour and it was great. Uh, he, he told me uh, just some terrific stories about growing up there in Pembroke and what that was like and his journey uh, working for Judd Heathcote as a graduate assistant at Michigan State and then going on from there and to become one of the youngest head coaches at any level in the nation at Montana Tech and parlaying that into the Washington State job where he was one of the younger Division One head coaches. Yeah. You know, look, he's won. he's won everywhere he's been. He hasn't always taken uh, the flashiest jobs outside of, you know, Indiana, certainly being a household name, but uh, winning at places where there was some building involved. And uh, certainly Houston was a train wreck when he took over. Nobody was coming to the games. Their facilities were, were lagging way behind. They couldn't win. And he has uh, ch- helped change all of those things to where now they are a perennial you know, let's look at it, three, four years now. I mean, we we expect them to play not only on the second weekend, but to contend for the Final Four in the NCAA tournament. And, uh, you know, it's an old-fashioned, tried-and-true formula, defense, rebounding, toughness. When that ball goes on the backboard, on the offensive or defensive end, his players seem to want it or have the desire or the ability to retrieve it a little better than their opponent most nights and they are the clear favorite in the American, and uh, I think uh, certainly you, anyone who uh, does not consider them a national championship contender is unwise.
1: Uh, you watched last night's uh, ECU win, good win for the Pirates. What, uh, what were your uh, immediate, uh, or what is your reaction to what you saw last night?
0: Well, my eye always turns to the backcourt. Uh, I think your uh, ceiling as a team is there's a direct correlation between that and the caliber of your guard play. And if Javon Small and Felton can continue to play at a level like they played last night, I think uh, East Carolina is going to be extremely competitive this season. They do have some deficiencies on that roster. When they they get into conference play and start facing the Houstons and the Memphises and Cincinnati's, they're going to have a very difficult time just going toe-to-toe and matching up with them in the front court. But, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. I don't think anyone expects them to compete with those teams on this on a level in Mike Schwartz's first season. But if their guards could continue to develop and make good decisions and make shots, and Brandon Johnson certainly looks like he's taken a huge leap between his freshman and sophomore year, and he could be a matchup problem now that he's stepping out and hitting some shots on the perimeter – like they got a chance, you know the defense is obviously a priority. you could tell Schwartz I thought he was gonna come out and, and be a sixth defender he was in a, a stance over there. I loved it. He was totally intense and into the game and uh I, I think it's uh there's a reason to be uh you know optimistic but also patient with this team as, as they continue to build and certainly recruiting is a big part of that but uh you know, the two two younger guards that haven't played a lot of basketball played very well down the stretch in a tight game that could have gone either way, and I think that's promising.
1: Uh, Brian Mull with us uh, here. Uh, last thing for you, Brian, um, you know, kind of a uh, a lot of games on Monday uh, and then, uh, you know, a smattering last night. Teams had to get waivers to, to play on Election Day. Uh, and then uh, I know, for example, Presbyterian – is got uh, Pirates' next opponent's got the Citadel coming up here. Might be even be tonight, or I think it's tomorrow actually. And anyway, any any games throughout the rest of the uh, week, uh, maybe even into the weekend, that were worth keeping an eye on in your mind?
0: You know, it's been an interesting first week, and that we just haven't, uh, you know, had a lot of high profile matchups. Uh, and Friday night, you've got the Zags and Michigan State. Yeah, that's a, kind of an interesting game, I guess, that on some be, levels. Yeah, uh, yeah. Clemson, South Carolina, Villanova at Temple. Uh, I think Temple's much improved and uh, might have an opportunity with Jay Wright being retired to uh, get a little revenge in that Big Five matchup. And then, you know, a lot of teams this time of the year are just leery of playing on Saturday for understandable reasons. Football's still a very important time of the time of the year for football. They don't want to compete. Uh, and then you know we have the champions classic getting going next week and certainly that'll be in, in a lot of people's eyes the big you know the big kickoff but uh, really you know a lot of a lot of fun matchups here but nothing to really uh grab the the casual basketball fans attention uh yeah in november as most eyes are still in the football field
1: yeah hey brian thanks a lot we appreciate it we'll uh we'll catch up with you uh next week i hope
0: okay patrick always a pleasure thanks
1: All right, there's our guy, Brian Moll. You can catch his work uh, with the uh, Blue Ribbon Preseason Magazine, also uh, part of Joe Lenardi's team when we get to the postseason and uh, in between a lot of work for collegeinsider.com. All right, uh, big thanks to him today. Thanks to uh, Ben Byram, also Mississippi. Uh, We'll be – well, Ben will be here tomorrow, 5 o'clock. Ben Byram will be leading you through on the Patrick Johnson Show and then Pirate Game Day Countdown on Friday at 5 with Terrence Copper and myself. We'll see you then.